Cardinals Corner from Arizona Sports with Tyler Drake and Eric Ruby. Well, um, that, uh, that, that happened, I guess. Um, welcome in to Cardinals Corner. There's really no exciting way to intro in here. Uh, I'm Eric Ruby <laughs> calling in from State Farm Stadium. Maybe the most depressed place in the all of the NFL right now is our own Arizona Sports Cardinals reporter Tyler Drake, who witnessed the Arizona Cardinals get absolutely massacred by the Kansas City Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes 44 to 21 this afternoon. We're recording this Sunday night. Uh, Tyler, um, things maybe didn't go as planned, did they? No, that's an understatement. No, nothing worked. Uh, from the get-go, it just seemed like Kansas City came out with the hair on fire. Cardinals came out ready to not play. Basically. They were ready to start the preseason, Tyler. Exactly. They were, <laughs> they were, they were ready. The preseason game number four when you only have three preseason games. Oh. Like, that's all you have now. So, yeah, it was bad, man, top to bottom. I think uh, there's no way around it. Everything about this game was pretty bad. And you know, James Conner had the touchdown. Greg Dortch had a couple good moments. I mean, Greg Dortch was really the biggest highlight of this game. 100%. Let's be honest. He, he filled into the Rondell Moore role really well, in my opinion. He had that one stumble where they probably would have scored. But outside of that, man, there's a lot of things that has to change through practice, through whatever, through leadership, whatever it is, man. Like, there is so many question marks. I mean, there were so many question marks entering this game. We have 25 more now. Like, yeah. it's just... Nothing got answered. It's, Not one thing got answered. Isaiah Simmons struggled with the green dot. He even said it wasn't his best. He got absolutely blown up by Travis Kelsey a couple of times. Like, there is so many issues on this team, and I don't know where they start to try to remedy them. Where do you start? What's the number one thing you talk about today? After the game, you're leading the huddle. Like, like, like what? What is the main focus going into week two against the Raiders when you have a front-to-back disaster? Both lines, not great. Rodney Hudson looked like he was retired out there. Kyler played fine. Like, the baseline that Kyler produces for you is fine. Like you said, there was a couple people who scored touchdowns, but, like, that's literally looking for the needle in the haystack. And the haystack is just, it's bad thing after bad thing after bad thing. And, like, I honestly, I don't know where to start. I mean, a lot of the questions that were asked in the postgame on the radio were how much of this was Kansas City and how much of this was the Arizona Cardinals. And to be honest with you, we we all expected like 44 points from the Chiefs, Tyler. Tell me if I'm wrong, but we both predicted pretty close to that for them to score. I I mean, we both said we said the total points. We both said it'd be over 60. Yeah. And, and that's it, what happened, but we expected it to be close. I mean, we, it, it should have been a duel. It should have been a quarterback duel, plain and simple. Kyler Murray should have rolled out there. And, and here's the thing. It's not on Kyler Murray, really. Like, I'll be honest. From what I saw, not at all. Hernandez got blown up by Chris Jones multiple times. Like, that line fell apart. Ronnie Hudson threw it over, like, botched snap. Like, that never happened. And First I possession. Kyler, and Kyler said it best. Uh, like, the little things. They did not execute. The little things, the little things, the little things, they did not execute. And they have to. I mean, practice this week, I, they, they should be hard on each other. Yeah. Plain and simple. They if should have already been. Week, if you want to go into this next week and have a chance against the Raiders, I mean, you have to go into practice thinking that every day of practice is a game. Because that's basically what Cliff said. Like, 
all this talk of practice, like we're ready, we're ready. You come out, you come out and lay an absolute egg at home. Like, oh, there's your six straight loss at home. It's a terrible look. Yeah, six straight loss. Which, I, I mean, we're gonna get into it at some point. I'm, I'm gonna try to get us on some sort of track because, like we said, there's a lot of bad stuff to talk about. But mentioning off of Cliff and, and mentioning off of the being ready and saying that they're ready when they so obviously weren't this entire preseason. Everybody's saying, okay, you know, you're playing or your lack of playing the starters in the preseason was for health reasons, right? You come into this game, guess who's not healthy? Guess who's the least healthy team playing this game? It's the Cardinals against the Chiefs who played maybe more starters in the preseason, including Patrick Mahomes, than anybody else. And this offense... And they didn't have any... No! They didn't have any... No, going didn't into have, the game. Dude, their entire injury... It was just empty, dude. It was empty. It was the easiest part of filling out the injury report story that we do for Arizona Sports because you didn't have to say anything, really. Yeah, it was just like, yeah, they're fine. Like, nobody's hurt. And the Cardinals, meanwhile, Cody Ford gone <laughs> Rondell Moore out like JJ Watt not playing and for a second we thought we might have lost Byron Murphy there but he he, he played it it wasn't any sort of good we expected the offense to click it didn't but this yeah. Kansas City defense everybody was saying "Ooh, can they contain the Cardinals this this high octane this high powered offense it only works if they get blocked like Hollywood Brown can only make plays if Kyler Murray can throw him the ball and if Rodney Hudson and Justin Pugh and Will Hernandez are all not pulling their weight simultaneously that's not that's just not gonna work it doesn't matter no, what team you play against yeah, and that's the thing, man, is, is we went into this game. I mean, we even talked about it. Like, this could be a closer game than anybody thinks because the Chiefs are rolling out three rookies that are unproven. And what happens? Outside of Trent McDuffie getting hurt, they played well. Karate they're fine. Well. Like, they're fine. And that's and, and just you have to be able to exploit that. And for, a t- for an offense that has the potential to be a Super Bowl caliber offense, and I'm not trying to – hype them up or anything like that but like there is the weapons there top to bottom like i know hopkins isn't on the team right now but that shouldn't matter they should be able to figure this out but it's not just hopkins at this point if cliff kingsbury is that much of a guru offensively they needed to figure something else out they can't just they can't say hey we finished the game okay on offense and we hope we can lead on that lean on that for next week like that's what zachard said like end of the game they started scoring a couple more touchdowns i mean it was garbage time at that point but you can't have a moral victory like this. It's this, 44 to 21. There is no, moral, no victory. moral victory. There's none. There's not one. I mean, and here's the thing. And I asked, I asked everybody, I asked all the players, what's the silver lining? All the players that we talked to, what's the silver lining from tonight? I mean, I had to ask, like, what, what was it? And the response I got is that we go back to work next week and we try to remedy it. Like, God. there was literally no, like, there was no silver lining. Dude. Outside I, of, yeah, I'm glad, like, Kyler said, oh, we're glad it kind of, we're glad it happened. Maybe we can <laughs> use this to grow. But it's like, man. If you need that to grow, if you need that to get you ready, that that's saying something. Yeah, especially after the way you went out last season. A, a couple things. I listened to the start of the game on 98.7 FM, and then I listened to the post game on 98.7 FM, and hearing... The de- just the depressed tone of Dave Pash and Ron Wolfley when like Rodney Hudson just couldn't get it together and the entire offense couldn't get it together and and Mahomes and the Chiefs just marched through and cut through them and moved down the field with like literally literally like it was practice it it was m- maybe some of the most like simple football as far as just moving the chains that I've seen like Patrick Mahomes is great I didn't feel like he even had to be great to put up the the insane stat line that he did like it wasn't like 
like, oh my God, he's taking, you know, these insane angles and wow, how is he carving up this Cardinals defense? It's like, yeah, give the guy his credit. He's talented, but he's carving up like not a good defense, not a good secondary. I don't know, I don't know man. There's a, there was a couple of throws where we were all like, whoa. Oh, guy, no, I mean, but, okay, but that's this is the Mahomes standard we hold him to. Time. It's the standard we hold him to, right? Of course yeah. he's going to have a couple of those throws, but it wasn't like, like you look at his stat line, and then you look at some of, control, and then you look at some of like the plays that got him there. It's just like, man, that guy's wide open. Man, that guy's wide open. Yep, and then he fits one open. in, right? But it's not like every single play you're relying on Patrick Mahomes' excellence. Of course it shines. It's Patrick Mahomes. But it wasn't every play. He was able to just casually move the ball down the field. They were able to run as well. Like Clyde Edwards Alaire just he gave them problems. He just gave them problems. And Yeah, and he yeah, and I mean, sorry, and here's the other thing too, man, is like, what's up? Like, why would they not have a guy like Trey McBride active? Because he missed a golden opportunity to get some reps in at the end of the game there. I mean, if they want him to get up to speed and, and get going, like Cliff told us after the game, that's the reason why he didn't even play. Like, he, he, needs, to, he needs to not think but as like, much. Like, this is so the best time to get him involved. Right? You, you're like, that's, there's... that's the problem. <laughs> Like what's going on, there dude? No reason why Trey. There's no reason why Trey McBride should have been inactive today. I'm sorry. Like even if he needed, like if he needed some more time, I mean, Cameron Thomas barely played, dude. Like, unless he's like active, actually like, injured, like his back is actually a problem. But he's not on the injury report. Like I talked to him the other day. I talked to him on Friday, or yeah, Friday, and he said he was feeling great. Or Sunday, yeah, but so day, did right? yeah, They're but Trayvon. Remember Trey? Remember who said that they could play on Sunday? It was oh yeah, most likely hundred, almost likely hundred percent, bro. Trayvon Mullen, and then guess who didn't play? Trayvon Mullen. Yeah, I think we kind of knew that that was probably leaning that way, though. Uh, but not that's not what he sounded like when he was answering questions. Like, Rondale yeah, Moore 50-50 yeah. from Cliff Kingsbury, Rondale Moore out. Like, it's just... Oh, I knew. He, that was gamesmanship for sure. When he, After he said 50-50 and said, oh, I'm trying to be optimistic, like, yeah, that it's was, was going to be out. Like, what are we doing here? Like, really, what are we doing here? We have none of the starters practicing, right? Like, they're not going and they're playing the preseason. And then if I'm Cliff Kingsbury and I'm Vance Joseph and I'm my team and I'm saying, yeah, we're going to be prepared through practice. We go out there, we get our butts kicked by the people who actually prepared in the preseason. And then Cliff, post-game... (laughs) <laughs> on 98.7 was like, you know, I just can't let these little things slide during practice this week. To which I thought, you were letting them slide last week? Yeah. Why? It like it, it, what it do you mean? Like, you played the like Chiefs. They went in with a head, a head full of steam thinking they were just going to roll in and, and, and give the Chiefs a similar game like they gave Tennessee last year. And that's not, the, that's not what happened. No. I mean, they ran into a buzzsaw. They were not ready. Clearly, Cliff needs to do some things to practice to change things because he even said it himself. Like, if, if everyone's talking about the little things, the little things, the little things, like, come on. Right. Like, you you're a professional to, football you've team. You've got to be able to figure that out. You were a professional football team. And also, trying, trying to emulate what you did last year and, and even do better than you did last year. And this is not the way to do it. Dude, you're trying to change your narrative. You all got paid this offseason. You, Cliff Kingsbury, you got paid this offseason. Okay. You left last season with your entire organization, your entire fan base, your entire roster, everybody like everybody who was slightly invested in the Cardinals needed more out of them after this offseason. And not only did they really not go and address anything as far as the roster goes, yeah, they traded for Hollywood Brown, but that wasn't exactly like the necessity for them. It was a it was a good move. I'm fine with Hollywood Brown. He had a couple moments today where he connected with Kyler, but 
Like, oh my gosh, man, you basically went into the season with pseudo the same roster you went in with last season. DeAndre Hopkins is gone for seven weeks. Like, you're trying to change a narrative. You're playing, like, again, this person who could be a perennial MVP. Everybody knows who Patrick Mahomes is. Everybody knows that the Chiefs will be legit as long as he is wearing their uniform and taking snaps. And you have a chance at home to snap your home losing streak, to continue your opening week winning streak, to change the narrative from getting blown out in the wild card last year after absolutely blowing it at the end of the season. And you show up and you don't even have any fight in you. You just get rolled. What is that? Yeah, man. And the other thing, too, is, is the fact that Hollywood Brown and, and Kyler connected a couple times, and that's not, even, we, that's not even a story right now. The story is how bad this team was. Because who cares? Who cares? It was so bad everywhere else. You like it feels disingenuous taking the bright spots like in our rapid reactions, which is up on ArizonaSports.com, along with Check a lot out. of other Tyler's great work. But we had rapid reactions from all our hosts, and Tyler and I were on there. And, and in mine, like at the end, I was like, man, I. I guess I got to throw in like a couple bright spots, right? Like it was multiple paragraphs of just what was that? And then I'm like, okay, well, I guess it ended on a bright note. Greg Dorch looks like he can contribute at an NFL level on a weekly basis. Like that's good. That's not nothing. And you saw Kyler to Hollywood, <laughs> but really dude, I, like I said, needle, needle in a haystack. Is there anything else from this game that you specifically want to talk about? Do you want to get into Zayvon Collins and Isaiah Simmons? Do you want to get into? I mean, it's I mean, plain and simple. They both have to figure it out. They both look really rough. I mean, Zayvon had one good coverage. He, he was good in coverage on one play for sure, but they were getting beat. They looked like they were out of position. It was just one of those games where another. It's just another nail of like, hey, are these guys can, are these guys first round worthy? Like, I, I know that's like harsh to say, but. Is it harsh? Is it harsh to say? There's a lot missing. There is a lot missing from what they expect. I mean, Vance Joseph. What everybody said about Isaiah Simmons this this offseason. I mean, plain and simple, we didn't see it. And even said that wasn't his best. Yeah. And hopefully he can rebound because he needs to be that defensive catalyst. I really think he can be, but he's got to get confidence and he's got to be able to not think. I think I think he got caught thinking between. I think it was all between the ears a little bit more than I think anybody wants to say on him. And, and, you know, outside of that, I would say I thought Marco had a better game than I expected him to have. I thought he was decent in coverage a little at, at times. And obviously, there's still some yeah, things to figure it, out. He was fine. But, he was fine. But he was fine. He was fine. Like, that's so, when, when that's like, oh, my God, here's this maybe under-the-radar performance. In the, and it's, it's Marco Wilson, like, basically had one important play and was decent other times but still didn't play great like that's again it's just self-explanatory and I'm sure the people listening right now are like they're feeding into the hate because honestly like you, you probably should be upset because there's there's no excuse and and they even said it like everybody said it like Dennis Gardek said it like when people spoke about this game from the Cardinals they said oh there's no excuse they beat us they beat us on every single level they were more prepared they executed better they were better on both sides of the ball we got beat you know, man, I understand that saying that is like what you're supposed to do when the other team played better. And that's fine if the other team played better than you, but they didn't just play better than you. Kansas City didn't walk out on top because they just played better than you. They walked out on top because you let them roll over you. And they you, also look like they were at a home field. They, almost, they also look like they had home field advantage. I mean, let's well, be Because they had all their fans Kansas leave early. City. No, not even that, dude. Before, even before Kansas City national anthem, you could hear more Chiefs fans when they said "Home of the Chiefs" at the end. You, I mean, 
it took over the stadium. So throw that into. Obviously, that's a little, little, little tiny thing in this huge puddle. Of, is it? Of mess. Is it a tiny thing? We just saw the Rams lose because they had to go to a silent count at home. Yeah, I mean, is yeah, it a I, small I, thing? Like they just lost their sixth home game in a row, and you're telling me that the home crowd on opening week is a majority Chiefs fans? Like that's that's yeah. not completely separated like there's a correlation there it's still on the team over the fans like I'm not saying it's it's on the fans for not being loud enough but if you're coming into your home environment and it's not a home environment then like wouldn't that feel weird wouldn't that feel worse than going on the road and being booed like hey that's our logo we're in our locker room I walk out on the field and I'm getting booed yeah, I, but here's the thing, man. When you go and, and lay the egg like they just did, you deserve to get booed. Yeah. It's simple. Oh, 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 no. I don't feel bad for them. I don't feel no, bad no, for no, them no, at no. all, but no. it's all mental. This is, this, it's just all exactly, mental. Exactly. And th- at this point, it's a look in the mirror. And it's, uh, it's, it's like you said earlier, I mean, it's, it's going to be an action speak louder than words. You can tell us that it's a bad loss. You can tell us, yeah, we didn't show up. We didn't execute. But until you actually show that you can remedy this or remedy some of it, I mean, there's a there's a part where hey, they could have been in the game for for a yeah. good portion of the game if yeah. they would have done a couple things right. Hundred percent. The 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 fumble that Gardeck forced it turned into zero points. It turned into, into Chiefs points. Exactly. That's one of those things that cannot happen. And Cliff Cliff said it after. He's like, "Well, we're not going to win on field goals." But hey, the thing is, you get a field goal, at least you got ten points at halftime. Right. Like, like you're closer. It's, it's just bad, man. And it's just going to be action to speak loud of the words. Like, we can hear all this hubbub, all this, you know, we're going to come back. We're going to do the little things. But until they show up, until they, like, I mean, here we go. I mean, practice on Wednesday. Let's see what they do. Let's see what, how they what, show what up. Can't, are they going to be like, a bunch of smiles or are they going to get to work? <laughs> I just, I can't. If they show up smiling after this, after how they ended last season, handled this preseason, and are now going into week two against the Raiders, which we're going to transition into, if they show up smiling and, yeah, you know, we just got to do what we got to do, like, no, that, no, the status quo will not and cannot be accepted going forward. It just can't happen. I don't care that DeAndre Hopkins isn't playing. I don't care that J.J. Watt isn't playing. Football's meant to have depth. You can never, and I repeat, you can never bank on a fully healthy roster. No. Never. One of your best players will always be injured. Always. Every single season, without a doubt. And no matter how you play in the preseason, training camp's going to take something out of you. Like, nobody's 100%. Like, everyone says, like, oh, you're hunt. Like, this is the most healthy everybody's going to be. Like, yeah. simple. Moving forward. (laughs) <laughs> like, oh God! No I mean, imagine as healthy as they were as, as tonight. Moving forward, the God. bumps, the bruises, everything. Oh man, I just. I want to I want to speak on one thing about Simmons and Zavin because they they are a pretty big key for me going into next week against the Raiders. Oh, they're huge. They're obviously. I mean, they're huge for this whole season. That's not really like me saying something, but more of a transition by saying I think we've been unfairly judging Isaiah Simmons on the Zayvon Collins standard for what we should be expecting out of them when we should be judging both of them on a higher standard. So hear me out, right? Zayvon Collins, uh, compared to Isaiah Simmons, has not produced nearly as much of the values they thought they were going to get when they drafted him, right? No, no, right. yeah, he was supposed to Simmons, take over Mike Backer, take over, right. take, yeah, exactly, yeah. 
Simmons, Simmons, Simmons had had a good career so far, right? He's shown growth. He made plays. Like he wasn't okay, top ten pick Isaiah Simmons, but he was. Hey, this this is the guy we're gonna give the green dot to week one of, of the season, right? Like he he was good, but I don't think he still really lived up to that expectation. And I think tonight was just a reminder that judging somebody on the Zayvon Collins curve doesn't mean that they're ready to take on all this responsibility. It just means they're more ready than Zayvon Collins, and they get lumped together all the time and then Isaiah gets propped up because Zavin's still struggling a lot more than he is when in reality they they both they both need to get it together more and and Simmons less than Zavin but still more yep yep all right. I, yeah. It's we, just, we <laughs> Tyler, I'm going to save you. Be, I'm going to save you before you have a heart attack in the Cardinals State Farm Stadium parking garage. All right. <laughs> I, I would drive over there and I would save you. By the way, I, I, I promise you. If you if you dropped and have a heart attack on the air right now, I'm there before the paramedics. I I guarantee you that. That's the Cardinals corner <laughs> promise. All right. Week two. I guess it's time to look forward, Tyler, because the gauntlet doesn't stop here. Week two, the Arizona Cardinals hit the road. They head up to Las Vegas to take on the Raiders, who lost today to the Chargers. They uh, had a pretty interesting game. Devontae Adams showed up. Derek Carr kind of showed up, but threw three interceptions. And, Tyler, I just want you to take this from a Cardinals perspective. What is the biggest thing that needs to change going into week two? Like, when the game starts tomorrow... You're going to be looking, not tomorrow, next week, my lord, my brain's been busted by this Cardinals game. Next week, you, you turn on the game, and you're gonna, or actually, you're going to be there. Uh, you watch no, it. No, I won't be there. Oh, you're not going to be there. I'll be there week two. Okay. I'll you're be gonna, at the station. Okay, we're going to be watching it. And then guess what we're going to do, Tyler? You're going to look on the TV, and you're going to say, I'm looking for this first. What are you looking for first? Because you got to pick one. I'm looking for this team to come out and actually want to play football. Like, playing football. <laughs> I want them to come out and have a hot start. I mean, that's what everybody talked about. Is, you know, they got to start fast. And they clearly came out, thought they were the, I don't know how or why, but I think they thought they were the better team. <laughs> and they clearly got hit in the mouth. That's a question that out. got answered. That's a question that got answered this week. You want to know which, which team is better, the Chiefs or the Cardinals? Not that okay, maybe yeah. we needed it. It's the, it's the Chiefs. Um, yeah, so I mean, I, I'm going to say hot start. They've got to come out and they've got to they've got to play on fire like the Chiefs did. That's plain and simple. Like they got to come out on offense and just go. Yeah. I mean, if that means Aaron and Aaron the first pass out to Hollywood Brown down Dude, the why down not deep, just do something. Get something to get this team like ears perked up. Do something. You got to do something. Yeah, I I mean, and, I, and maybe don't defer, maybe don't defer the coin toss and let you get the momentum first. That, dude, that right? One, They're just. Treating, I don't understand that one. They're really just treating I it. Get it. I get it. You get it in the second half, but come on. Yeah, in this game, Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs, and you're going to let this guy set the tone, right? And this guy who's going to cut through your defense like butter and score a touchdown, like. This this team, I, I was gonna say something pretty similar. Like, I need the offense to go out there and show like they've they've practiced together. You know, like, like they're, they're actually an offense that right. can be a playoff. Team because because here's the thing. Unit. Here's the thing. DeAndre Hopkins helps a lot, but no, you cannot drop DeAndre Hopkins into the offense that performed today and win a Super Bowl. You can't. Oh, absolutely. Like, you not. you you have to figure out. Every single thing before he gets there. Because DeAndre Hopkins is the perfect guy to be like, wow, we have already established how this offense works. Let's add in one of the best pass catchers of all time to go in there and take some gravity away from everybody else. He should make life easier, but he will not solve your problems. One player will not solve your problems. 
You need to come out and you need to target Marquise Hollywood Brown more. You, I, I like oh, Greg. 100%. I like Greg Dorch. He should not be getting the percentage of targets that he got today. I like Greg Dorch. Like I think he should be used pretty consistently. But you need to get your number one option because you got no Rondale Moore. Zach Ertz is not a hundred percent. You do not have a deep threat like Hollywood Brown. In fact, they've never had a deep threat like Hollywood Brown. Use him. Yep. Use him. Use him. And use a guy by the name of AJ Green a little bit more too. <sighs> I yeah, it's it's so funny. You can literally list everything, man. And get 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 better production out of the running back game. Oh, James oh, Conner oh, was fine, oh. but you, let's yeah. You want to talk about that? Yeah, let's do why it. Were, why why were they so good last year? Because they used Chase Edmonds and James Conner together. And this game, they went James Conner basically the whole game. Dude, and, so, and that's like, what I was saying. The game was out of hand when Eno, and then Eno finally got some touches. Dude, get Eno involved. In, if he's the number two guy, you need them both on the field. You have five time. running backs. There's no reason why you, you're just going to say, okay, James Conner, you're going to be the bell cow. Go get – I mean, yeah, he's going to score a ton of touchdowns, but we saw last year this team was at its best when it was running two running backs out there. Either it was James Conner sometimes or if it was Eno – or not Eno Manning, but Chase Edmonds. Like, make Eno Chase 2.0. Make Daryl Williams can you, can you? That's not you easy. Can. Edmonds was really good. I know, but I think these two can. I think these two are capable of, of replicating this what was he did. To be honest, this was my worry because yes, I was. I was honestly, man, I was fine with the Cardinals keeping five running backs because they were like, oh yeah, we're going to use them, and I'm like, maybe these collection of guys can scrap together Chase Edmonds like production. But if I'm going to be honest with you, I feel like they kept five because they they just don't. They don't have an established number two, and they maybe have an established number three if we're talking production-wise. Like, you you don't have that guy. You you don't. You don't have that bona fide number two guy that when you sub in and James Conner comes off, you're like, this guy might, this guy might really just go get us seven points. You know? Yep. Like that you don't have that. And and that's not saying that they're bad players or that they don't bring value, but it's 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 asinine to have five running backs and just basically use one of them. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Especially against yep. the Chiefs. Like, like man, they are not a stalwart on defense. Like, they aren't. They just so why, aren't. Why can't you run out, two, run out two running backs and have one guy drop out and just be a check down? Right. Like, like it's that simple. It was that simple. Like, there was multiple times where it's like, if you guys just had, like, if you would have just done some of the things you did last year with both the running backs in the game, you probably would be moving the ball more. Yeah, like, and that keeps defenses on their toes. But if you see James Conner every time, you know, like, like you're like, okay, I'm seeing this guy every time. Like, there's no different looks. And they have yeah. a variety of running backs that should offer them a bunch of different looks. And that's something they need to capitalize in week two. Obviously, Kyler's fine, but he needs he needs everybody else to step up around him. And he didn't play a perfect game. He could definitely play better. But it's like there's there's a there's a point, man, when your wide receivers aren't giving it to you, when your O-line's not giving it to you, and your defense isn't stopping stopping the other team. There's really only so much you can do. And speaking of the other team, going into week two, you, you got to watch out for Devontae Adams, man. Because yep. that, that dude tore up the Chargers. They lost, and, and Derek Carr threw three interceptions, so obviously he's vulnerable. But Devontae I mean, Adams is, I mean, is bar Juju, none better Juju, than any of these Chiefs receivers. Yeah, and, and that's the thing. Juju Smith-Schuster looked like he was prime Steelers <laughs> today. And we know that prime that's Prime Juju Smith-Schuster. Not something you want to hear. 
It's no. just not. So, and, and, and that's the thing, man, is, is now it goes from one evil to the next evil. Like, AFC West is stacked. This is the best division in football, plain and simple. <sighs> NFC West, they're rough. It, the whole division's rough right now. I mean, if, if the Seahawks tomorrow, if, 0-1. If, if Seattle wins tomorrow, they're in first place in the NFC West. Yeah, you know, that's the bright side, guys. You know, what if I told you that the Cardinals were going into week two and first tied for first place in the NFC West, you would you would be happy. Like it's just the the bar is so low. Honestly. Like uh, again, in, in these round tables that we're doing for, for ArizonaSports.com, you know, it's like what's a successful season for the Cardinals? I literally was like, I can't even put a win total on it. I just can't because all I need to see from this team is that they, they've changed the narrative. Is that they've gone out there and they work it, they're working on fixing what was wrong last year. And if that doesn't come out with a win in week one, like I'm not, I'm not upset, right? If, if they lose 44 to 41 and this team looks like they went out there and they showed fight and Zayvon Collins and Isaiah Simmons showed fight and Hollywood Brown was electric and James Conner was used alongside all these running backs, new schemes, Trey McBride bride utilized like there's so many things that we needed to get answered like you said now we have more questions yep now we have more questions and the thing that sucks is that they're probably gonna go in the next game and who knows if they're gonna answer any of those like they have shown they have shown us absolutely no reason not one reason to have faith in them to fix this no they've they've got two left they've got two uh two left feet right now it's 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 sad because like when you boil it down to individuals, like there's a lot of talented individuals on this team. And like, you know, I, I believe in Cliff Kingsbury as, as a coach, as, as a football mind, but the way that he's handling all of this, I'm like, I'm like, man, like the, it is a direct reflection on the head coach. If you're going to come out there and you're going to say, yeah, they play better than us. They coach better than us. Their players, you know, they perform better than us. We let the small things slide in practice when you let all your veterans sit out and you didn't play any of them in the preseason. Like, like there's a pattern here and you just got extended to 2027. So I'm sitting here and I'm like, okay, so what happens if none of this gets fixed? What if? Yeah. What, we're, yeah. ju- we're just going to sit what here on the yeah. roller coaster and just let it go yeah. off the track? Yeah. What's the yeah? What's the end, what's the end result here? Like, like I I don't I don't think Cliff is on the hot seat. Like I I think Cliff is a fine NFL coach. But man, let me tell you these patterns and these trends. It's getting to the point where it's unmistakable. You have a chance to fix it. You have the talent to fix it. But do you have the infrastructure? Do you have the coaching? Do you have the ability to make these guys go out there and perform at their best week in and week out? That we have not seen. No. And I'll, and I'll say one more thing, too. I think I, they've got to figure something out. I mean, they've got to bring in. Some, they've got to bring in more pieces, I think. They, like, they have to. Gotta, their roster cannot. They have to figure a way. Like, Steve Kime really needs to show that he deserved this extension. Plain and simple. Like, he needs to be bringing in people that aren't going to not going to play after you traded for him. Yeah. Like, Trayvon Cody Mullen Ford thing, and Trayvon Mullen. <sighs> I mean, Cody Ford got hurt, I think, at practice. So yeah, that's and that's whatever, tough. But, but Trayvon Mullen, the guy you traded for to come be a depth piece on one of the thinnest cornerback rooms in the league, and he can't even play because of a toe injury stemming from last right, season. Right, that he already had. Not, that is just not good business, plain and simple. Like, you've got to be able to realize, like, if you want to bring a guy in, he better be able to play. Yeah. This team can't sit here and wait weeks at a time 
before a cornerback can come play and maybe help your team. Dude, like, because— This is where we're at. Yeah, and we all—like—and the frustrating thing is we all saw this coming a mile away. Like, did we not? Yeah. Did we not sit no, here and, and look, hand up, we went through scenarios where it was best case. Like, we had to. That's the talent level on this team. You said earlier this episode, they're a Super Bowl caliber offense. I agree if everybody's healthy and clicking, but I have no reason to believe that either of those things are going to be happening at this point. No, and if you can't and if you can't get through a week of practice and get all of those things fine-tuned and, and be ready for a season-opening game, then there's a, yeah, there's a lot of glaring issues on this team right now. Okay. We're going to wrap this up because I'm sure nobody wants to hear two hours on this week one loss. But I do look, I do want to say one thing as as we wrap it up. And you know me, I like to throw all the negativity on somebody just to give them like a, a just a little taste of positivity at the end. Right. It's uh, Tyler. Fact check me. Fact check me here because maybe I'm getting ahead of myself. It's only week one. Yep. It's it look like look man, the, the Rams they they looked bad. And you can go back to a lot of past seasons. Like wonky stuff happens in week 1. Like I I will admit that, right? Yeah. This might sure, this sure. might be the most healthy they they've ever been, but maybe the health that they have later down the line is with some more important players, right? Like maybe they swap JJ Watt and Antonio Hamilton, you know, like like in, and if somebody yeah, else gets yeah. injured, you don't want that to happen, but, like, at least you have J.J. Watt and Antonio Hamilton back. Like, there are pieces, there are ways for this team to get better. The problem is the infrastructure hasn't shown that they're able to utilize that to their maximum ability. That's the concerning part. So, it is week one. There are some bright spots. Please go check out Tyler's work over on ArizonaSports.com because, yes, even when the Cardinals lose... He's still there pumping out, churning out all the best content for you. Video content on Arizona Sports Twitter over on ArizonaSports.com. His written content, obviously, you're listening to Cardinals Corner. You can follow him on Twitter at Drake for Sports. You can follow the show at AZ Cards Corner. You can hear myself Monday through Friday on 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station, 1230 to 530 every 30 minutes throughout Burns and Gambo. Can you believe that I talk for a living? And, of course, you can follow me on Twitter at EricRuby. Nine eight seven. But until then, try your best to enjoy football before we get into week two. When they play, we'll talk to you then. Until then, enjoy football.